Soul Sunday, the podcast that entertains, inspires, educates, and feeds your soul. I'm your host, Jade Aisha, and this week we're with someone that is very close to my heart and very, very special to me. Michelle, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't be my space without having you in it. So it was only right that you came on one of the. Very true. Earlier. Yeah, how insulting. <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself oh okay um yeah my name's michelle i'm 24 um live in london this isn't a dating show i literally was just thinking <laughs> if it was take me out right now you know me all the lights would go on i'll do a little turn on the spot Click my fingers, point oh, at everyone. Hey guys! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, stop it! This week we are talking about what shall I say? Just being mixed race in today's society. I don't know how you would even put it. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. We're not trying to trigger anyone. We're not trying to do any of that. <laughs> no, most definitely not. It's just kind of a conversation that I wanted to explore really it's nothing that I've ever really heard before like it's not something that I've heard anyone's opinion on or and I think when the Black Lives Matter um movement happened it was something that I saw slowly creeping up when it was like people talking about please teach your mixed race children this and teach your mixed race children that and I think that's what triggered the thought in me I'm like oh like you always hear about one side. Do you get what I mean? And you never really hear about um, you guys in the middle, shall I say? <laughs> yeah. Um, Stuck in the middle. <laughs> so I guess my first question would be, what was it like growing up? No, actually, let me rewind. My first question is, what are you? What is your heritage? What's your mix? So on my dad's side, it's... English I guess he lives in Essex um when I was younger we used to be like you know yeah my dad's from Essex <laughs> that was that was my go-to um my mum um was born and raised in the UK but she is a proud Bayesian woman <laughs> so that that is me mix it all up and you get me <laughs> oh my god, I don't know how I'm gonna last the whole hour, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um what was it what was it like growing up for you? Was you aware that you were mixed race? Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Really? I... From what age? So, oh god, I think up until about year three, year four, I was in a primary school in Essex. Um, which, by the way, when I start talking about Essex, you're then going to hear it. It kind of <laughs> creeps up. Um, yeah, so I was I was aware that I was kind of seen differently, mm. but I, I never really used to sit and think, oh, like, it's my skin. Um, but I remember once, I'll never, ever forget this moment, their teacher, she announced that 
there were two new boys coming from South Africa. So yeah, the day came and it was two white South African boys that turned up, not two black guys, which everyone expected. Yeah. And it's from that moment, I remember being quite young and, and looking around and thinking, these people, these kids, I mean, rightfully so, they are kids. But they were they were completely dumbfounded at this. And I, I then kind of started to think about my skin and where I was and started to slightly become aware of it. You know, I feel like as a kid, the, the most obvious one is, you know, when you fancy a guy and he fancies another girl and you start thinking, well, what's kind of she got on me, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I think I then, yeah, slowly started to realise, right, well, it probably is because of my skin or maybe my big mouth. I don't know. One <laughs> of the two. <laughs> Did anyone ever say anything to you as a child? Oh, I mean, it's interesting you say that, that I had another experience, which, again, I will never forget. We were watching the England game at a pub in Kent with my dad and my brother. It was Spain versus England. I was minding my business, chilling on the swing. This little girl comes over to me. And um, yeah, she's like, she woke up and chose violence. She really did. She woke up and chose violence because she just came up to me and she said, you can't support England. I was like, what? She was like, you can't support England. You need to support support Spain. I was like, oh. Uh... And, you know, again, as a kid, I was just like, what? And now I look back and I'm like, oh, okay. It makes sense. Uh, I mean... Who would want to support England? I mean, nothing. <laughs> Listen, we're not, gonna get into the, we're not going to get into the politics. We're not going to get into the politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, football is not my strong point. Um, but That's yeah, so again, interesting that as a child, she was so aware of that. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, is you can't penalise kids. I mean, obviously, I used to work with kids. and They're little bubbies. You can't penalise them for something like that because it's all behaviour that they've they've seen they've picked that up from somewhere yeah um so it's very interesting but I guess with kids is there is no filter so they're gonna say exactly what it is and you know I think with parents they sometimes need to be careful when it comes to these things because you know the next thing you're out in public and your child saying bitch when you were saying it three times the night before like you've got to be careful (laughs) of these things you have to be careful of these things um but yeah I did get to a point where I slowly started to think, oh, okay, right, I'm getting a, a slightly kind of altered, um, I guess, what's the word, like treatment. Mm. And and yeah, eventually I pieced together, right, it's definitely something to do with my skin, for sure. Yeah. When, um, I'm going to be quite neutral on this one, <laughs> but when we was in high school and we went to a pretty mixed high school I'd like to think yeah definitely how did you feel because I feel like teenage years is a like a time when you identify yourself how do you how did you feel in that time did you feel like you identified with one side more than the other did you go for an identity crisis no do you know what one thing that I definitely pride myself on is I I mean I've said it at the beginning I am very weird and that's just kind of what I go with and I like to be I like to be different you know I I 
I like to, I wouldn't even say go against the grain. It's just kind of do my, do what I want. And unapologetically be you. Some people may call that being stubborn as well. I mean, but I just kind of do me. So I never, I never had a point where I thought, shit, like, what is going on? Who am I? Um, I kind of just from, from the jump, I was just like, this is me. Did you ever feel like you needed to identify with one side more? Do you know what? There would be points where people would make comments. And I mm. mean, I can't sit and remember every single comment because I just brush it off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there'll be points where people will make comments. I mean, the biggest one is about the the stiffness of my hips. I can't dance. We know this. Yeah, go on. Pull that face. I've gone there. <laughs> I can't dance, right? I can't dance, but you will catch me on a night out whining my waist as if I can. And it, I just do what I want to do. And yeah. I'll make a joke out of it, you know? Um, I think one thing I've definitely learned growing up is you sometimes just can't be too serious in this life. Like one thing my dad will always say to me is just, you just do what makes you happy. Yeah. Um, yeah 110%. I mean, as we grew up, I felt like, it's weird because I felt like, Comparing you to other mixed race people that I know, I'm not just like black and white, just any mixed race person coming from whatever background. I feel like you have had that happy medium. Whereas I know I've had previous conversation with people where they're like, oh, I identify with my black side more, I identify with my Asian side more, or and there are some black um some mixed race people that go on black, period. Because of the way society sees them they're like white people see me as black and black Mm. people see me as white so I'm gonna pick one do you know what Mm, I mean mm. have you ever felt like you've needed to one thing for me is I feel like uh, sorry to cut you off there one thing that really annoys me that when people say and again this is my own this is my own personal like opinion on it I don't like when people say they're half this and they're half that, that really bugs me because why? What what do you say then? I will just say I'm I'm mixed race. I'm mixed race, and then if you want to get into the the logistics of it, then I will tell you. But okay. I think for someone to instantly off from the jump be like you're half this and you're half that, yeah, I feel like then you're. Like, why are we not being inclusive? Like, why are we only identifying half of something? Why are we, you know, if someone wants to refer to me being half white, yeah. So what? So what then happens? Quote unquote, this half, this half black of me, where we just totally <laughs> disregarding that, you know. Like sometimes I honestly think, and maybe I'm just a bit weird with it, but yeah. I sometimes think, do people just see me as like a painted canvas where half of me is white and half of me is black? Like it doesn't work like that yeah, to me. No. That's yeah, that's no. just my opinion. I get um, that. I get that. I get that. I guess every every person's going to have a different experience, aren't they? Yeah. Um, from like where they grew up to, I guess if you grew up in a predominantly white area, you're going to heavily be influenced by um, your English culture or your white um white background whereas vice versa with a, a black background so i guess everyone's different and i guess the nice thing i guess about growing up in west is we have been in a multicultural area so you have been able to 
Do you know what I mean? Never feel yeah. secluded from one or the other. But I feel like you can't, you can't then take away from the fact that there still is many sides of someone's heritage, their background, their ethnicity, that they are still welcome to explore. You know, if they want to, if they want to, so like, again, but speak for myself, if my dad, if I wanted to just indulge in what he does and how he lives his life, that doesn't mean that I can't then explore my mum's side. You know, it's a, I think that's being mixed. I feel like sometimes that's the kind of stigma that we have that it's like you have to pick a side. You have to, yeah. And it's like, no, I'm just embracing my background and but also being my own person. You know, I'm not just going to live through how I need to represent one side of my family versus, uh, or the other. I'm just going to do me. Yeah. What struggles did you have growing up? Did you have any? Well, I mean, one thing that I've been thinking about uh, in terms of having this conversation is also, let's all please remember that being a female, chuck that in, yeah? Having issues or having stereotypes attached to your race, religion, etc. But then to also chuck in being a female... Yeah, I to me, I just feel like that's the cherry on top that no one wants, um, yeah. and it just uh, you yeah, feel like you're treated differently from mixed race males to mixed race females um, as a female. I mean, probably, probably yes. Wow. I mean, I that one is a tricky one. I mean, I, I, going off from like my my brother. Um, and what he's encountered growing up. I mean, I can't yeah. speak on all of his experiences because I haven't lived his life, you know, through his eyes. But I do think between us, I probably have faced a little bit more than he has, you know. He has also more of an English name than me. Yeah. Uh, so I think that also plays little, a part. Little details like that, yeah. Yeah, Um yeah, it's a tricky one. That's interesting. I would have thought that your brother would have faced more discrimination than you. Like, just off the bat, not knowing you guys at all. I just... General observation, I would have thought. I think I'm the chosen have... one, Jade. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. It's actually really interesting to see. Um, have you ever faced any racism? Like that, like that, you can actually pinpoint. I guess we all face racism every day, but I mean that obviously the the girl when I was younger, yeah. I mean that's a blatant one. Um. Oh, it's a tricky one without you know airing people's dirty laundry and. <laughs> Um, I mean, I had one time in in um, the workplace. I mean, it's not it's not direct racism, but yeah. I mean, to me, I did fe- I did feel after it, I did feel like a bit vulnerable, and I just felt like the treatment that I received, not from my workplace, but from a colleague, um, I was I was really upset with. Um, I'd gone to that person. Um, 
in a professional manner and I just told told them something um, yeah. that they were essentially speaking on something that wasn't relevant to them, but it was relevant to me. So yeah. I just said, don't speak about me, speak about yourself. Please don't speak about me. Yeah. And I honestly, I can't stress this literally were the words that I said. And then the next day I was being told that I made him feel uncomfortable. And, and then later on, once the incident had been and gone, I found out that this person actually made a complaint about me as well. <laughs> and I, Sorry, I'm laughing, but that is crazy. Yeah. I mean, luckily the person that he spoke to was just like, this is silly, really yeah. silly. Um, but I also think as well, like going back to what I was saying about being a female, I feel like because I'm, I'm quite an outspoken female, I feel like that alongside being mixed race, in some scenarios, I'm fighting a losing battle. Someone has already put me in a box. Someone has already thought to themselves, she's yeah. this, she's that. And what can I do? You yeah. know? Do you, did you feel like you ever had any troubles growing up with identifying with your mum and dad? Do you get what I mean? Like, I feel like when, in every culture, there are its own battles and own forms of discrimination. Do you feel like you have a struggle to identify with either or side? No, I think um, when it comes to growing up and, and my family, no one's really kind of enforcing, you have to be like this, you have to do this. Everyone, because like I said, I'm quite a strong character and I am quite stubborn. And I think to a certain degree, it was just a case of just letting the shell crack on. Yeah. But I don't think originally anyway, you know, there was a pressure of having to make make sure that I'm following this cultural, um, what do I say, cultural... uh just culture yeah following the culture um let me go back what was i saying (laughs) yeah i didn't feel like from my parents there was a heavy influence on having to follow their culture i just i just do what i want to do um um i mean i feel like it's weird because i i think I was going on this journey without ever realizing because now I look back and I feel like it 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 makes sense you know like yeah why I never did this and why I never felt the need to do this etc um but I mean even the little things you know my curls I used to look yeah. at my curly hair in a room full of you know these cute little girls who that's well, that sounds a bit weird but you know what I mean like these <laughs> these, these these girls that are getting all the boys' attention, all the boys that I would fancy, and they've got this nice, sleek, shiny, straight hair. Um, yeah. So, I mean, maybe in that kind of way, things like that would push through. Yeah. But then again, I kind of came back to myself and was like, hell no, like, I love my hair, but I'm going to do, what I, like, one day I might have it curly, next day I'll have it straight. Like, I just do me. And I think, mm-hmm. I think in general regardless of race it's I feel like you finding that inner happiness you have to do again what makes you happy that's what it boils down to if I were to sit here and and list to you all the times I felt like I'd been 
you know, penalised, discriminated against, et cetera, et cetera, I'd be beaten down. And I think you have to, you have to look at the bigger picture and actually life is just too short. Um, I mean, obviously people that do do things like that, you know, we don't have time for that because again, life is too <laughs> short. Life yeah. is way too short. Um, so yeah, I think from an early age, I just kind of learned to block things out. I mean, I did, I was bullied at one point. I, I think it was quite early on in my life because I don't really have the strongest memory of it. Um, yeah. I don't know whether that's because it upset me so much that I've kind of blocked it out over the years. Um, yeah. And you was bullied for the fact. That you I think for multiple things. I think, you know, I was I wore glasses, which at that point, I stuck out like a sore thumb because you know these thick things from Specsavers that that probably literally just took over my whole face. Um, or I look like Harry Potter, or I look like the guy from Diversity. One of them. Oh, stop it! <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it was like. So I guess my yeah. I mean, I think it does boil down to the visual aspect of things. Someone's looked at me and just probably gone. Yeah, we're not a fan of her. Um, but it's tricky because it's kids. Yeah. You know, it, it's yeah. kids. But, and again, like I keep saying, this is just why I just never really held on to it. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. This is interesting, actually. I've never really delved into this conversation with you before. It's actually <laughs> quite nice listening to uh, listening to your, your views and outcomes and these things. Have you ever resented being mixed race? Has it ever, you've gotten to a point where you just think this is annoying? Like- Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. But one thing I want to make clear, right, is I love everything about my dad's side. I love everything about my mum's side. Mm. And I then take that and embrace being mixed race. Yeah. I don't sit and favour one side. I don't sit and resent one side. I'm just proud to be me. And to be me, that is embracing both my parents backgrounds um I mean yeah that was I, gonna be my next question what do you what do you love about being a mixed race um I I don't know because I feel like I've never looked at me and gone oh yeah you know you're killing it girl you're mixed race <laughs> like, <woo." laughs> um, I don't know, it's, it's funny though like I feel like in the last couple of years like I've really, like I've always loved being black. I've never wanted to be anything else. But I feel like I've really loved being black. Like you know, when you delve mm. into your heritage and you delve into what your yeah. actual culture is and who you are, and I'm like, no, nah, we're sick people. You know, like there 100%. are some really sick people in this world. Like, and I'm like, it just makes me proud to be black. So that's why I'm like, what makes you proud to be mixed race? Because I know some people that are just like, oh, this is jarring sometimes. And again, like I said, like. They, they pick a side because they're just like, I have to identify with one, but you're not out here waving the flag like, nah, being mixed race is sick. Like you best embrace every part of it. I think it's nice, um, I guess, when you think of like the heritage and like my family background, I guess in that sense, having that diversity of, you know, like I'll sit with my granddad and he'll tell me things relating back to like, World War Two or post World War Two and his life, um, you know, and then on m- my mum's side, 
everything with with the Windrush and, you know, having that conversation with her and actually working out that um, my nan came just after that time. She came to the UK, um, just everything. Um, so in that sense, yes, that in that does make me proud to be mixed race um, because it is very diverse. Um, yeah. And I can explore, I guess you could argue, two totally different sides of, of history. My next question, I forgot that. I got I got en- engrossed in what you were saying to me, I can't lie. <laughs> um, what would you tell somebody that's struggling as a mixed race person to discover their identity? Do you, boo? Fuck what everyone else thinks. And I'll say that to anyone who's struggling to identify with anything that relates to them. Like, you really have to shake off the weight of other people's opinions. Yeah. Because it can really, it can really, really get you down. Um, You know, I've had points where I would be like, well, what about this? And what about if this person thinks this? And what about that? And what about that? And, you know, I've got some blessed people in my life that will just turn around and be like, it does not matter. Yeah, it really does not matter. You know, you have to put yourself first. Um, you have to, honestly, I can't stress this enough. It's just about what makes you happy. If someone yeah. wishes to identify, again, my personal thing is I want to embrace it all. But if someone wants to identify with one side more than the other, um, or with yeah, if someone wants to identify with one side more than the other, like, do you, do what makes you happy. That's what it boils down to. You're so cute, I said to God. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. My final question to you would be, name me three people that entertain, inspire, educate and feed your soul. They could be one of each or like the three people could do all four. Oh, oh, okay. And I need a reason why. Well, I mean, I feel like you probably know my first one is going to be the Receipts Podcast Girls. Yeah. I live for them. I absolutely love them. I'm literally, I've got their book next to me. I'm here for it because (laughs) they are unapologetic and... They're so open and honest. I feel like as young females in the industry, I think they're killing it. Um, And they're so inspiring. Um, So that's my number one, I guess. Um, I try, I was going to be cheeky and say it's all three, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean. You can have, you can have one person do all four things. I mean, that's, that's just kind of the, the first, the instant thing that springs to mind. Yeah. Um I think oh, it's gonna sound so cringy, my mum for sure. Um, seeing her every day doing what she's doing, it definitely inspires me. Um, she definitely loves to educate me, whether I want to hear <laughs> it or not. She educates anyone that walks through that door, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. let you know. <laughs> um and then I it's gonna sound so like Ugh. But I, I think you as well, actually. I see what you're doing. And that definitely inspires me, not necessarily to do what you're doing, because I definitely <laughs> could not, you know. 
the amount of takes that we've had to do right now, guys, to get this to a decent level <laughs> because of bad, me. The first two minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're killing it. I I love to see someone so motivated and so driven towards something. And I do think the kind of things that I've been preaching, I feel like you do that anyway. You know, you do you. You do what makes you happy. And you're so unapologetic. And I love that. Thanks, babes. <laughs> was, that, was, that, was that your three? That is my three, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you said about the receipts at the beginning. Okay. Is it bad I mean, that I put the receipts first and not my mum? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'll forgive you. It's fine. Um, have you got any last words? Live life to the fullest. Do what makes you happy. Be a bad bee. No, I'm joking. Take that out. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Let's go at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, just do you. Do you. I mean, usually when I'm annoyed, my, my thing is do you, boo. But I'm saying it in a positive way. Do you, boo? <laughs> unless, unless what you're doing is bad, don't do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where can everyone find you? Plug your socials. Oh, okay. You can find me on a street corner. No, I'm doing <laughs> That is a joke. I am joking. You can find me. Oh, wow. <laughs> Take that out. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. What is my Instagram? NCHTW. That's where you can find me. Hear up. Give her a follow. No one's going to want to find me now. <laughs> Be nice, be nice. She's very special to me. Okay, that is it. Thank you for joining me, Michelle. I hope everyone enjoyed listening. I hope you will come back next week. Make sure you follow. Give us a cheeky little comment on Apple Podcasts because it really helps to push it forward and get those streams going. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at jadeaisha. Twitter, I don't know what I tweet, but you can follow me there anyway. And I will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, do you boo? <laughs> it sounds like a cringy little like love island. <laughs> really? And so it comes down from Castle Moore and she's like, do you boo? <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs>